You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Teach Me the Bible podcast. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm here with Dr. David Klingler, and we are going through the story of the Bible in a year. Uh, today we are in 1 John, so we've done the whole Old Testament, we've done the Gospels and Acts and Paul's letters, and now we're in the what we're calling the general epistles, and we're pretty far down that road as well. And we're going to be in 1 John today. And so if, if none of that sounds familiar to you and you're new with us, I'll encourage you to go back to the beginning. Check out our website, teachmethebible.com, uh, and it's going to start you at the very, very beginning and, and get you on the trail of learning the story with us because that's, that's what we're claiming. The Bible is a story. And you start a story in the beginning and you Absolutely. go to the end. But yep. today we're in 1 John. And so, uh, Doc, if you would... Kind of take us away with that. We'll get started. Well, there's um, in the New Testament the, the the books that are most hotly debated as far as interpretation um, w- would be First um, Peter, First John, mm-hmm. Hebrews, James. Right. Notice those are all general epistles, uh, and this is where knowing the story helps so much. Um, if we try to generalize and we don't recognize that the authors of these books are writing to a Jewish audience, um, and this goes back to, to Galatians chapter 2, and when we talked about the, the introduction to the general epistles or the non-Pauline epistles, right. uh, that Paul is going to the Gentiles, and Peter, James, and John uh, are going to the circumcised, to the Jews. And so the book of First John has been it's been all over the place in translations, right? Uh, and the question is, who are the antagonists? And so so <clears throat> we'll walk through the book briefly today. But if this is of interest to you, we've got the full-blown, you know, was it a six-week study um, on the, you know, on our, uh, on the, on the, the, the website as well. Uh, and, and so we go chapter by chapter through First John. That's great. Uh, but... Uh, but most people recognize or identify the antagonist as a someone in the church who, you know, you know, some will say wasn't a quote true believer, right? Uh, and and so they went out from us because they were not really of us. That's the verse they're going to uh, they're going to quote. Let me read something uh, from this is from uh, from uh, from from the John's Gospel. Um, These things I've spoken to you that you may be kept from stumbling. This is chapter 16, verse 1, Upper Room Discourse. Jesus is talking to his disciples, right. uh, the, the 12 minus Judas who's left, uh, and, um, and this is what he tells his disciples. They, the, the Israel, the unbelieving Israel, will make you outcasts in the synagogue. But an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think he's offering service to God. And these things they will do to you because they do not know the Father nor me. But these things I have spoken to you, so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you of them. These things I did not say at the beginning because I was with you. Uh, you know, the world hated me, the world will hate you. Uh, and uh, Jesus is accusing the these antagonists, these Jewish antagonists, of being from the world. He came to his own, 
and his own did not receive him. And so in 1 John, there are several phrases that we need to to recognize. Um, The antagonist, whoever they are, they claim to be children of God um, and not like the God of Zeus or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, but the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. Uh, They claim to keep the commands of the God of Israel. They claim to be, um, you know, have a relationship with him. They, um, but, but John is saying they don't. They also reject the son. Mm. They reject Christ, mm. right? Uh, and so uh, John gives his reason for writing in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. These things I have written to y'all who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. Did the uh, antagonist in John think they had eternal life? Of course they did. Uh, this is in John chapter 5. Uh, Jesus talking to the, the Pharisees. You think you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. But it's these that speak of me and you're unwilling to come to me that you may have life. Right. Uh, and so they hold to the scriptures, uh, the Jews do, the unbelieving Jews. They claim to follow God. They claim to keep the commands, but they reject the one of whom this, the, the scriptures speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to reject the Father is to reject the Son. They reject the Lord and they reject the rock of his salvation. Mm-hmm. This is Moses and back in Deuteronomy chapter 32, the and, song of Moses. And they persecute their brother too. Yeah, and they persecute the brethren. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so this is going to be pretty straightforward uh, what's going on here. So um, so what what I'm saying is that the uh, what Jesus foretold would happen in the uproom discourse is happening. Mm-hmm. And so John writes to assure these Jewish believers that they're on the right side of this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was from the beginning and what we have heard and what we've seen with our eyes and what we beheld with our hands uh, and are beheld and our hands handled concerning the word of life. And the life was revealed and we have seen and bear witness and proclaim to y'all. Again, pronouns big. Pronouns are always big. Absolutely. Uh, so that which we have seen we bear witness and proclaim to y'all the eternal life which was with the Father and was revealed to us. Mm. And what we have seen and what we have heard, we proclaim to you also. Um, this is an important point. Uh, you cannot tell, a believer in Christ cannot tell me anything about Jesus, nothing, mm. without the Scriptures, yeah. without the words of the apostles, without the eyewitness count account of the apostles, right? Uh, you can't say what he said, uh, what he did, who he healed, who he did. You know, none of it, right? You have no access to knowledge of the Son, but through the words of the apostles, right? Uh, and so, the the this is how John begins his disciple, uh, his uh, I'm sorry, his gospel. He he explains uh, that uh, the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us, not not everyone. Uh, but we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. For the law was given through Moses. God revealed the grace and truth through Moses. Uh, but the grace and truth were realized, incarnate, became flesh mm-hmm. in the person of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, and we saw him. I, I like the story at the end of, uh, of John, uh, which is very relevant. 
uh, and very important that John includes, and this is uh, where doubting Thomas gets doubting Thomas's name, right? <laughs> uh, the the Christ resurrected Christ appears to his disciples. Thomas wasn't there, um, and um, and uh, he he said, you know, the the disciples said, we've seen the Lord, and he said to them, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails, unless I uh, put my finger in the place of those nails. And unless I put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen and I haven't, my hands haven't handled, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And I haven't heard him. Uh, eight days later, uh, the disciples were inside and Thomas was with them and the doors were shut and uh, and uh, and he, Christ appeared and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, he said to Thomas, so Thomas heard his voice. Mm-hmm. And he said, reach your finger here and see my hands. He heard, he saw, and he touched. And reach your finger here, put it in my side. Be not unbelieving, but be believing. And Thomas answered and said, my Lord and my God. He said, because you have seen me, you believed. Blessed are all those who did not see, yet believed. Old Testament, uh, the the. The words of the prophets, this is what Peter was talking about last, last week, the, the, the prophetic word made more sure. Uh, why is it made more sure? Because we saw him. We saw him on the holy mountain. We stuck our hands in those holes. We <laughs> right. saw him and we heard the resurrected Christ, right. right? And so what we have seen, what we have heard, we proclaim to y'all that y'all may have fellowship with us as indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. Hmm. And these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. And and uh, you may remember this from our gospel discussion, but but that joy made complete language. You know, John the Baptist's joy was made complete. His ministry was fulfilled. Right. His job was done by introducing the Christ. The Christ's job was done when he gave the words of the Father to the, the apostles, apostles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they would give the apostles, uh, give their words uh, to the world take the words into the world. And this is, so he ascends to the Father, he sends them the, the helper, uh, the Holy Spirit, so that they, the disciples, would be able to call to their remembrance all that he said to them so that they could proclaim it. And in proclaiming it, their joy would be made full. And this is what he's talking about here. And so this is the message we've heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Um, life and death. Um, if we say that we have fellowship with him, yet we walk in darkness, we walk in death, uh, we don't do the truth. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, remember I said the pronouns are really important. Mm-hmm. There's the we group. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have no sin, we make him a liar. Mm. And the word is not in us. There's an us group. And all of those verses aren't talking about the general believer. They're talking about the apostle. There's the you group, Mm -hmm. right? My little children. I'm writing these things to y'all so that y'all may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, right? Now, there's so there's the we group. There's the you group, and there's the them group, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the them group claim to be children of God. They claim to keep the commands. They claim to have no sin, right. yet they reject the son and persecute the brethren. 
Uh, and so in chapter 4, chapter 3 and into chapter 4, John's going to say this. Uh, we are from God. We, we, the apostles, we're from God. You, you're children of God. You're from God. You're a believer. They are from the world. And the world listens to them, mm. right? Uh, and so how, uh, remember, all this was written to assure these believers in Christ, Jewish believers in Christ, that they had eternal life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of Jesus Christ and the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the message that we've heard from the beginning. It's the mm-hmm. message you've heard from the beginning. I'm, writing, I'm not writing a new command, but an old command, right? And so all the way through here, this is his repeated exhortation. How is it made clear the children of God and the children of the devil? That's the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to us. Don't listen to them. Know that you're on the right side. You have the Spirit, which was promised to us, and you received it, right? Uh, and so... Um, in uh, chapter three, uh, if you have some interpretation of this book that doesn't agree with 310, by this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Okay. Hmm. If you have some interpretation where they're not obvious, <laughs> right, then you're not, do, you're not doing with this book what John's saying. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, there's two predominant views in First John. Right. So which one do you hold? I don't hold to either one. I don't hold to the lordship view. I don't hold to the fellowship view. Uh, because the fellowship view thinks that you've broken fellowship with Jesus Christ. Now, the, the issue isn't what fellowship with Christ. It's fellowship with the Father. Mm-hmm. Both sides claim to have fellowship with the Father. Mm-hmm. The Jew claims to have fellowship with God. Uh, and the apostle claims to have fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. The issue is not who has fellowship with Christ, but who has fellowship with God. And the apostle's point is you only have fellowship with God through Christ, through through our apostolic uh, eyewitness. Mm -hmm. So you listen to us. They are from the world, and the world listens to them, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And so all the way through, if you keep your pronouns, it's really simple. Uh, One more point in chapter 3. So uh, how do you... uh, know that you have no sense. So, so here's the problem with the fellowship view, right? Um, and it really comes down to chapter three in this whole debate about lordship or fellowship. Lordship view says, well, you have to make Jesus Lord of your, your life. You can't have a lifestyle of sin. That's usually how they're right. talk about it. I'm going, well, first of all, let's just think about that logically. Uh, how much sin do you have to have to make it a lifestyle? And maybe we ought to define sin right from the start, mm. right? It's uh, a big deal. And, and so sin is missing the mark. The mark is the – sin isn't what you do. It's not your little mistake over here somewhere. Uh, sin is not what you do. Sin is your character. It's what you are. You are a missing of the mark. The mark, the standard – hata means to miss the mark. That sin comes out of the Old Testament. Um the standard is the perfect character of God. Mm. And as Jesus says in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Well, there's only one that's come onto the scene who's that, and that's Christ, right? Uh, and so, um, so they say, well, uh, you, you can't have a lifestyle of sin. And that whole attitude, that whole mentality kind of uh, impacts our translation 
uh, of a verse like a three, actually it's all of chapter three, but say mm-hmm. three, nine, no one who is born of God practices sin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's not what it reads. Literally uh, in, the, uh, in uh, the, the Greek, it reads, no one who is uh, begotten of God does the sin. Well, then the question becomes, what's the sin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the sin. Uh, it's, it's, um, um, you know, the, 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 definite article is all the way through uh, this section. When we pick it up in, uh, all who are doing the sin, also the lawless deed he does. That's a very literal rendering of three, four. And, uh, the sin is the lawless deed. Mm. And uh, you know that that one appeared in order to take away uh, to to, uh, to take away uh, the sins. And sin in him, there is none. All who in him remain do not sin. All who have sinned have not seen him and do not know him. Children, uh, chapter uh, three, verse seven, children, uh, make sure that no one deceives you. The one doing the righteous thing is righteous just as that one is righteous. The one doing the sin is of the devil. Well, then what's the righteous deed and what's the sin? Mm-hmm. Well, the righteous deed is faith and the sin is rejecting. Faith in the Son of God. Uh, Which these follows things, the book as a whole. Yeah, these surprise. things I've written to you to, who believe in the name of the Son. That, that's, right. the, that's the righteous thing. To You're righteous because he is righteous. You've placed your faith in the righteous one. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're righteous and he's taken away your sins and you have an advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one who... Uh, rejects Christ, that's that's the sin, and that one is of the devil, mm-hmm. uh, and he remains in his sin. So verse 10, uh, verse uh, chapter 3, verse 9, all who are begotten of God, sin he does not do, uh, um, because his seed abides in him, and I don't hear anybody trying to get out of this phrase, <laughs> because he is not able to sin. Mm. And so here, here's how we frame this, to say, are you able to sin? Not, not a lifestyle. That, that's not even the issue now. That's the, the haughty clause there. It's, it's so, because he's begotten of God, therefore you're not able to sin. Well, are you able to sin? Mm. Um, well, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then uh, if we say that, uh, you know, uh, if uh, you know, then, then we're not of God, right? If you say, well, I can sin, well, then you're not begotten of God. Mm. Well, let's try the other side. You say, well, can you sin? Uh, no. Okay, well, I've got another verse for you, right, from the same book. If we say that we have no sin, mm. we're receiving. There's no, that's not even the point of the book. Mm-hmm. So it's not an issue of lordship. Wow. We're not trying to say, hey, y'all need to shape up and act better, right? We're not trying to fix the, pro- you know, discipleship is a problem. Got it. Um, people, the church is not living like the church. No question about that. Agreement, amen, mm-hmm. right? Why not? Because they don't know the scriptures, right? Right? doesn't mean they're not saved. It means they don't know the scriptures because we're failing to teach the scriptures. Right. Uh, and so uh, so the point actually says this in, uh, uh, later in the, in the chapter. This is, uh, uh, beloved, if our heart does not to condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, both sides would say, well, we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. The apostles would say that, uh, and the unbelieving Jew would say that. But then he continues, and this is his commandment, Mm. and it's not a new one, (laughs) that we believe in the name of his Son and love one another just as he commanded us. 
and the one who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. Okay, so what are the commandments? Believe in the Son and love one another just as he commanded us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. The one who believes in the Son and loves the brethren, child of God. The one who rejects the Son and persecutes the brethren, of the devil, Mm -hmm. of the world. Right? Uh, this is the spirit of Antichrist. So, beloved, test the spirits to see whether they're from God. Uh, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. We talked about this last week, false prophets, false teachers. Um, by this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Now, why does it say that? Well, the Jew, uh, if you ask the Jew, the Jewish unbeliever, do you believe that Jesus, do you believe that the Christ is coming? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you believe the Christ has come? No. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ who has come in the flesh? Uh, no. Right? Uh, by this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the Spirit of Antichrist, which you've heard is coming uh, and is now already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Greater is he who is in you, Christ, than he who is in the world. Mm -hmm. Antichrist, spirit of Antichrist. Spirit of Christ, spirit of Antichrist. Mm -hmm. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We, apostles, are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He uh, who is not from God does not listen to us. Hmm. By this, uh, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, uh, next week, we're <laughs> going to book. cover you know, second uh, and yep. third John. It's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's writing the letters, and they're not listening to him, right? This is in third John or second John. Don't have any uh, fellowship with those who reject our teaching, right? Mm-hmm. And so... So it's the teaching all the way through. If there's a common theme all the way through the New Testament, it's uh, it's the words of the apostles and prophets that are to be taught to the people so that they know the story of the Scripture, so that they know the story of God, so that they know who they are, uh, when they are in the story, and what they're supposed to be doing, how they're supposed to live in the story. And so First John is uh, is nothing really new. Mm-hmm. John is writing to Jewish believers to say, "Hey, hang in there. You're on the good. You're on the right team. Mm-hmm. Um, don't listen to those guys. Don't listen to those guys. They're the bad guys. Right? right? The children of God. The children of the devil are obvious. Uh, and uh, and so, uh, be assured, you have eternal life through faith in Him, mm-hmm. because we saw Him, and we heard Him, and we touched Him. Mm-hmm. And so, we to steal from Peter have the prophetic word made more sure." Mm-hmm. Uh, the words of life. Uh, and so this was John's ministry. It was the, the apostles' ministry. It was given to them by Christ to carry the words of life into the world. These people have believed them, and now they need to be reassured that they have eternal life through faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this letter wasn't written to question people's faith, but to reaffirm that they had it. So if you have a view of 1 John that questions people's faith, or if you have a view of First John uh, that doesn't make the children of God and the children of the devil obvious, or if you have a view of First John uh, doesn't account for the fact that people claim to be followers of 
the God of Israel to keep the commands to, you know, but but they reject Christ, then you're not doing what the book is saying, uh, what the letter is saying. And so, right. uh, and so just to uh, circle back to where we began, uh, so if we understand the story and we understand why, who Peter and James and John are writing to mm-hmm. and what issues they're dealing with, which we get straight from the story, mm-hmm. uh, then these books become pretty simple to interpret and understand. Yeah. If we reject the story or if we think that the church has replaced Israel or or we don't recognize that the, these books were, these letters were written to Jewish believers, then we'll muddy, we'll muddy the waters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you'll have verses that the author is trying to quote from the Old Testament in context to point out to this Jewish believer that they're the fulfillment of that which was foretold. Mm-hmm. So stay the course. Mm-hmm. You're a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Stay the course in the midst of persecution by your brethren. Um, then we'll, we'll muddy the waters and we'll turn it into a mess. And, and in a lot of ways, that's what's happened. Wow. With our, uh, you know, with some of these letters in the church, mm-hmm. so First John, pretty straightforward book. Yeah, it is. It's amazing to me how similar all of these circumstances are, and all the letters, even many of Paul's letters, as we've been seeing in all these general epistles, that the antagonist is always the same. Yeah, you and, know, whether whether Paul's writing to Gentiles or these guys to Jews, yeah. it's always. Don't listen to those guys. Yeah. Same <laughs> issue. Yeah. Sa- same issue. Yeah. You know, same song, second verse, different, yeah. different yeah. audience. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, and, and so the so the exhortation still remains today. It absolutely. Stop does. listening to that theology. We don't have the Pharisees, but we sure have their. Yeah, we have false worldview. teaching. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. how do you get around it? Well, you, you have to know the words of the apostles and prophets. That's well, right. how are you supposed to learn that? Well, it's supposed to be taught to you in the church. Um, what if it's not taught to you in the church? Welcome to teach me the Bible. That's right. right? That's good. Uh, and, and so not only are we training pastors, uh, future pastors and leaders in the church at the, at the seminary, mm-hmm. uh, but you shouldn't have to go to seminary to learn the scriptures. Right. You ought to be able to go to church to learn the scriptures. And and if you're a pastor out there, mm-hmm. um, boy, take these these words to you know benefit from someone who's not only been to seminary, but but been mm-hmm. teaching now for 20 years. Yeah, uh, so and, and And if it doesn't make sense, you know, the the, the Bible's pretty straightforward, yeah. right? So if it makes sense, teach it to your people yeah. so that they can exhort, so that they uh, can be exhorted in sound doctrine mm-hmm. and refute those who contradict. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so good. I, I'm not going to add much to that. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll leave you guys with that this week. Um, next week we're gonna we're gonna combine second and third John together. Yep. We're gonna deal with it in one week, and so we'll finish out that. And then Jude, and then Revelation. Yeah. Then so, we start the, the the last book, right? Yeah. The, the the rest of the story. The, the rest of the story. Yeah, the, the end of the story. Of the story. So yeah. that's good. Um, well, thanks for joining us this far in this Teach Me the Bible Bible in a Year journey. Um, we're going to continue on next week. We'll remind you of our website. Go over yep. and check out all these resources. And and for those of you who who heard David's words and um, uh, you really want to learn this, mm-hmm. uh, we have a question and answer opportunity. Uh, you you can yep. submit questions, and we're happy to answer anything you have as you're wrestling with some of these things we're saying. Absolutely. And so, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.